topic. The first question is, so in music, is it different when people say the N word? Because the issue that I had was, yeah, let me, uh, let, let me know. <laughs> let me, let me not do this. Shut up. So Shop is trying to be singing right now. The same guy that said he would. Part. <laughs> so, all right. I, part. I, 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 can't, I can't even ask this question. All right. Next topic. Next Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert The Stands. My name is Ease McKenzie, aka The Unproblematic One. I am here today with Nick, The Real Unproblematic <laughs> One. And Chopper. How are your weeks, guys? Um, so my week's been alright. Um, getting adjusted to a new position at work. Writing's going a bit better than expected. And in generally, generally my mental health's been cool, so... Yeah, that's good. It's all me. Well, congratulations on the new position. Hopefully it's a promotion or something. Yeah, in that skew, yeah. Is it more money? Um, there was a natural... The part. The thing I'm on has a natural pay rise anyway. Okay, so, so you're getting the bag soon. Okay. And Shopper? I'm okay. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that this week. Um, yeah, my week was all right. Uh, didn't really get up to much. Just loads of business stuff as usual. Um, I've been thinking about giving music a break for at least two weeks now and just listen to the same old type of songs that I've been enjoying. Um, so not kind of following the trend at the moment because mm -hmm. some of the new music that's coming out, I've just been like, I can miss this. Like Future released this week. So oh, did- um, Who's playing that? Cause it weren't me. <laughs> just yeah, saying. He released- um, I know Juice World, album. right? Yeah, with Juice World. Mm. And uh, who else released this week? That's a good look for Juice World, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he tweeted that um, he's made it when he's made a song with Future. Mm. And he's finally made one, which is great. Oh, please have your expectations higher, please. There's so many other artists more deserving of that title. But, you know, do you? Oh, what do you mean? He, that's I who feel he like in his, yeah, in his, like, pocket, it makes sense. Like, mm. from a position standpoint. But, like, quality of music, yeah, Future been on the decline because um fetty even said like fetty Wop even said that he'll stop making music when he makes a song with gucci and then he made a song with gucci oh gucci has a lot of cultural relevance in yeah. terms of his like genre and stuff and he's put a lot of people on in that scene he hmm. really has um so i get it in that that pocket of that genre of music now quality versus genre of music completely yeah. different thing but um yeah i get why he would want to do a project of future even though i think joint albums right now so played out and yeah, it's yeah. just like it's, it's, done. it's done like it should, it was meant to, in my opinion obviously people have opinions music's subjective um i just feel like collective albums were meant to be like more prestigious and held to yeah. a certain esteem and they had it even when kendrick and cole were going to do one it was like a special esteem it was mm. kind of different to how it was now um but yeah with the whole future and drake beginning of this new wave of it it's just I don't know. I mean, 2088 was cool hmm. for what it was. Um, I don't go back to it as much as I would think I would, but it's it's cool for what it did. 
But talking about joint projects, I hear that Ty Dolla Sign has an album coming out with Kanye West, a joint album coming out with Kanye West. I did hear that news as well this week. <clears throat> and the Jeremiah one, which I'm not really too happy about as a Ty Dolla Sign fan, to be honest, because the songs that he's released with <laughs> Jeremiah at the moment have been terrible. Generic. And the thing is, I used to say to Shop here before, like, Ty Dolla Sign has never released a bad song. But that was a lie anyway. So right, Ty, to be honest, Ty Dollar Sign with me, I like Ty Dollar Sign, but he's very like he has his generic songs. Like, let's be real here. Let's like actually be real here. He has his the ones with Jeremiah. Like you just said, them. Oh, okay. Campaign with Future is a very generic song. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I, I love. That I love that song too, but it's song. generic. Like, yeah, no, I agree. There's de- like Ty Dollar Sign's great at what he does when he does it great, but then he can also fall into the trap being generic because of how many times he features and and he knows whole, he, and he just knows what works on radio. Yeah, he knows he knows how to mustard make it working with mustard. Like certain producers are just made for radio. Mustard is made for radio. When you work with mustard, you want to hit radio mm-hmm. but my issue is I would I just wish people would pay attention to Tadola Sun outside of that pocket because I always, 100% I always say to him if you actually listen to his projects listen to his album mm-hmm. there is a hell of a healthy amount of good quality I liked Free THC he, he did Free TC Beach TC, House Campaign yeah Beach House was um, all, all the Beach Houses yeah. were great so but um, no he just knows how to play the field he knows yeah. how to because that was my issue with him um, it was it was um Two or th- like maybe four years ago now, my friend was like, "Oh, Tyler signs the guy," and I'm like, "No, he's not. He's dry." Because I just you know <laughs> you heard the radio. I songs. heard all the radio songs. Oh, okay. Then I heard sign language, which is an amazing. Oh mixtape. my days! Yeah. And that has language. one of my favorite songs on there. It has a song on there called "Missionary," which I fucking love. Boy, that, that is a banger, <laughs> fucking right? Love that song. That in, is a fucking. In every sample on that song, and I heard it like, "Oh, is this what Tyler signs saying?" And then from there, he knows his genre. From there, he had he came to my life, and he's been yeah. I love Ted Dollar Sign. Well, speaking of, but he's A-Marie, definitely made average songs. Speaking of A Marie, she released two projects this week. I don't really think don't we need to bring it. this up on this show. I really don't think the auto tune beast uh, <laughs> needs to be brought up in this light. I would like to see her in projects before this light. Um, the EP that she released in um, 2016, 2015, whatever that was amazing work her old works let's just forget what happened on friday we i was speaking to one of my good delete. friends about this because um me and my good friend of mine we're huge emery fans and when i say beyond the singles like the, we the actually, actual project albums yeah like, well it all real r&b fans know all i have in touch are like modern yeah. 2000 classics like yeah. all i have from top to bottom is a flawless album so we were saying that's that a big statement she it had is. a cultural change as well musically like she it had is. her DMV sound my brother was telling me that um, Owen Rich Harrison what's the, what's the single that everyone knows one thing yeah someone was, my brother was telling me that that song you can hear the similarities between Amory and Beyonce's Green Light let's be real can someone bring this but up people, like but people the, don't but, want to but that Amory Beyonce narrative is just people kind of skew it in an in, interesting way because Crazy Love came out first i think people would take from that is the fact that rich harrison blew up as a producer after that so amory was working with him first mm-hmm. and then he, she started then he started working with tony braxton yeah Mary J. blige beyonce but that dmv big horns and percussion he didn't do that on amory's first album that's not mm. crazy love and then amory did a whole album like that and obviously she had the one big hit and the album didn't do unfortunately but then new day came out which was kind of encompassing of that sound but mm, 100%. that sound which everyone claims she did first no what actually happened was she just put rich harrison on okay that's what happened okay 
that, and I know you're laughing at me and smiling because it, I'm, I'm, I'm not even beehive, but people just like to say that. But no, she she brought Rich Harrison on, yes, but that sound yeah. didn't happen till after Crazy in Love. Okay, so are we are you guys gonna say your initial reaction to the two projects? All I'll say is this: I'm not gonna talk about the album, but so that's my friend. So he said to me. Because me and her, me and, sorry, me and him, we have um, been wanting Amy to drop an album for, like, yeah, nine years. That was when her last album came out. She did drop an EP, which was cool, and it had some really good songs in there. Check out Out Loud. That's a great song. Um, but we were saying that this th- she's she dropped this album in this way just so we don't stop, just so we can stop pestering her. Because fans everywhere on Twitter, Instagram have been pestering her for years. Where's the music? Where's the music? Stop doing YouTube vlogs about books. Give us the music. And now, she, is that what she was doing? Yeah, yeah. she's like a, a best, a new best, a best-selling author now. She released like an anthology of like fantasy short stories. Really, she rebranded yeah. quite well. She rebranded very oh, well. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. She's got, like, she's got two novels coming out next year. Like she's, she's, and she's actually like really bookish. Like she's not just mm. like books. She, she's, she's a nerd in terms of she's that. She's a nerd. Like, she oh wow, books. okay. You don't have to come back to music if you don't want to. So, what I'm, so, so what I'm saying is with her is that after what I heard yesterday, I am perfectly good if you don't give me music anymore. I'm perfectly fine. I will have the first four albums. I will have um, the EP and the mysterious songs I've dropped here and there over the years. But after I heard yesterday, you know what, Amory, I love you. Forever, always will. You are one of my favourite flops, but that is it. what I need from you. Okay. That is it. Okay. Um, yeah, that was all I wanted to ask, really. Shopee. Right. So, you know, we're going to discuss what we've been listening to this week. So, I lied. I said I was going to listen to about six albums this week, and that didn't happen because just timing life and it's just not realistic so i'm just gonna try and keep it to two to three albums a week and i think even next week it won't be anything different because i'm really just trying my best to get out of this social media pressure to just listen to the new things so brent dropped my guy but i probably won't discuss it next week either because i want to spend more time on the stuff that i haven't listened to but um what i have listened to i'll start now so lma's debut album self-titled debut album you know, Miss Boot Up, Miss Trip, you know, the time has finally come for her to drop an album. You know, people have been rocking with her for some years now and she's finally, you know, ha- has enough clout to finally drop an album because she has two big hits now. And I heard the album. <clears throat> and that album taught me once again why I can listen to social media. Because I woke up um, and I was seeing how the, oh, the album is very average. It's very, it's not good. And I heard it and I liked it. I think it's a good album. I don't know what people were expecting. Like, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's very much... It's not any different from her EPs, which I loved. And it's very much in the lines of Boot Up and Trip. But on and on, like, each of these songs are just solid, good R&B songs. It's no different to Carly's first album. I don't know why people were expecting some life-changing, like modulations and sonic experimentations. LMA. Not, that's no shade to her, but she has a sound. Mm. And also, at this point in her career, she's not going to re-dive too much out of what she's known for because she's finally blowing up now. Finally. Mm. She's been grinding for years to try and get to this level. She's not going to give you anything different at the moment. She's going to give you what is making her money right now, what is getting her on the charts right now. But that being said, outside of all the politics, it's actually a good album. Like, mm. If you just like... Um, R&B music from R&B especially of like 2000s stuff so if you liked um, like you know your Amory's and Ashanti's your Karina Passion's or Tiffany Evans like it's very I know I mentioned her before in a shady way but Tiffany Evans does make great music um, 
um, is very much in that ilk, and it's cool. I re- I really enjoyed it. So my favorite songs going off that are Dangerous, Good Bad, Run My Mouth, Own It, and yeah, those are my top four favorite songs. But um, no, it's a really good project. I'm happy with it. What do you think about her statement where she said that R&B never died? I agree with her. You completely agree I with really her. I agree with her. R&B music... People think because R&B music's not on Billboard, it's not selling that it's died, but I can list for, for days the amount of new R&B artists that have come out in the last five, ten years that are amazing. Are they um, topping the charts? Are they selling millions of albums? No, probably not, but R&B music is very much alive. You're just not looking in the right places. I think we just need to get out of the idea that you have to see what's on on Billboard, what's streaming heavily. If you want to find good R&B music, you'll find it, both with UK artists and US artists. Like the UK has a, str- a super strong mm. R&B scene over here. We have mm-hmm. an incredible yeah. acts over here. And same with the States too, like Xavier Omar, <clears throat> for example, that's just one I can name, but there's so many. And even our veterans are still making good music. So mm-hmm. Music Soul Child dropped a double album last year, Feel The Real, amazing album. Mary J Blige being consistent. Marsha Ambrosius, Anthony Hamilton, Tweet. Tweet dropped an amazing yeah, album in 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. are still, so even our veterans. Even Tiffany Evans, you know, great album. Tiffany R&B. Evans will drop, give you great EPs. Like Fetty Wap was on that too, go um, stream that. I'm not going to talk about good army music to discuss for <laughs> No, as in like, she still, she can still get relevant features and all that kind of stuff. It's not dead in terms of that, Fate you know, r and No, so but he was on. when it released. He was when it released. Mm-hmm. He was when it released. Do you think the issue is that the line between, because when I think of R&B music, I think of like, I think of a very specific kind of, um, I don't know, I feel really warm when I think of R&B music for some reason. And yeah. you feel like because the current music at the moment is quite blended, like rap and like melodic sounds and stuff mm, like that. Quite, like, it's you think funny, it's, it's, I'm so glad you said that because um, I really can't remember who, what the, who wrote the article or where it's published, but I'm going to put it on our Twitter account. But someone actually wrote a long read about this. I think it was Rolling Stone about how um, sing rapping and kind of like your Tidal signs, your Fetty Wops and your J-Houses have kind of... Um, what's the word usurped real singers mm. and that has now become R&B music in terms of the mainstream mm-hmm. lens and it was a really really good piece because I never thought of it like that so people basically just don't want actual vocalists anymore yeah no they don't they want they like they like melody they like <clears throat> um um great note choices and you know harmony or whatever but they don't want it from an actual singer well actually mm. I'm I was just, I'm say, just thinking oh, go on. well I was just saying that um do you think that's the case in gender in terms of because with women you get loads of vocalists so you get like Ariana no Grant. they sing they sing half trap kind of girls out here right no now. but the mainstream pop type girls that are current at the moment they can sing so Jessie J Ariana Jessie Grande J well no but I mean like what do you mean in terms she's not a, she's not doing she's not a commercial seller right now She's not. No, but when I say now, okay, I mean, he, within he our needs, period. He Ariana Grande. Yeah, that's, that's Adele, the, just for the listeners. Adele, so, yeah. um, Alicia Cara, who else yeah. is that? But then with men, you don't really get the same options. Oh, no, not at all. Men, like, and even the men who can sing. So, like, your Chris Browns and your Trey Songs. They what? Can... No. What? Trey Songs. But are we talking, wait, are we talking about R&B right now? Yeah. Trey, Trey Songs can sing. Not is like, Ariana an R&B no. artist? I thought we were talking about vocalists. Is what? Ariana an R&B artist? Uh, some no, of the first songs are, you can tell, are influenced by R&B. Just to clarify. Ariana's pop R&B. Yeah. Yeah. More pop. 
Mm, in my certain opinion. projects like Dangerous Woman was an R&B album I think the definition of pop has kind of changed as well because you do have a lot of R&B songs that are pop like Ariana Grande released quite a few but and once again if you, mm. you even heard, Justin you, Bieber you, has a few you R&B songs her, no, but I'm not talking about Ariana I'm talking about the wider point he's saying of pop changing to include all of I don't think that's necessarily true it depends of who you listen all of R&B well with pop it depends because if I look at Justin Bieber's discography, a lot of it is R&B influenced, especially... Influenced, um, but not completely. No, one but, album, Journals, is an R&B album. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like complete that's a, discography. That's, that's not even R&B influenced. That's an R&B album. And I'm going to say here on this show, it's a controversial point, and I don't give a fuck who disagrees with me. Journals, in terms of... I think people won't disagree with you. With what in terms of mainstream artists. Okay. Mainstream. I'm not talking about the... The lower level, the undercover, the underrated R&B males. In yeah, terms yeah. of your big male R&B artists, that is the best R&B album to come out for a male in like the last five, ten years. What year did that come out? 2000. Was it the same year Fame came out? 14. 2014. Fame came out in 2011. It's better than Fame. Journals is much better than Fame. Okay. Fame has like five ele- dance pop electronic songs and like three pop songs on there. Fame or Fortune are you talking about? For, no, Fame and Fortune were the same album anyway. Uh, no, they weren't. What are you talking no, about? No, they were. No, Fortune was no, more I techno. Liked fame. And... I no, like no, fortune. I loved I loved Fame, but Fortune, fortune I felt for, the distance fortune, down. Fortune was I in my opinion was the rejects of Fame. That's okay. what it sounded like to me. I love Fame. I think Fame is a great album, but it wasn't entirely an R and B album. Okay. Just for the record, this is Chris Brown's albums. Um but yeah. But um journals, I'm sorry, Trey Songs did not make a better album than Journals in the last five years. Usher definitely hasn't. Um, Bryson Tiller, no. Who else is a what? Wait, R&B say that. What, Bryson Tiller hasn't done what? He did not make a better R and B album than Journals. When did Trap Soul come out? Two thousand sixteen. And you don't think that's better than Journals? How, how the fuck no? <laughs> not some people will disagree. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because it's lit, and yeah, and these stupid ad libs. But he influenced the basic R&B scene right now yeah for the for, for the worse I like I don't think he was the main influence I like Bryson um, but he hasn't he did it for the worse no but all the new people that I'm hearing at the moment like um, Ebenezer I'd say The Weeknd did that and I'd say other people before slightly The Weeknd yeah the week, slightly The Weeknd that Moody the, the Moody the week, influence the, Moody Fra- R&B Frank Ocean The Weeknd Miguel yeah. Jenna changed yep. they changed shit up okay yeah, 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 yeah. They, first yeah. iterations of that then you saw that, the Kalani's come through then you saw the Bryson's come through the party Kalani, next door's Kalani's come through Kalani's is more of a her first Eve, her first project. Yeah. So I have Not a question. I have one. a question. Who the fuck is Brent Fires influenced by? This Brent isn't me. Fires. Yeah, this isn't me coming from or anything, but I just don't. Probably a lot of different people to a be lot fair. Of different people, because his, he plays with his vocal temperaments, the production soundscapes on his older projects like Sonder and stuff. There are so many songs he's made where I say he is so clearly influenced by. Aaliyah and Timberland, Genuine and Timberland, One Night Only, Make Love. Those nineties. There was even a song on this last project which I can't Which really... one was the one that goes young and dumb? Was that Make Love? Young and Dumb. You have to sing the song. That's... Forget, continue. But no, there's a few songs that Brent has made that was bless like, people this is literally crying. I'm hearing The Bachelor, I'm hearing One in a Million, I'm hearing Super Duper Fly. That 96, <coughs> 97 era of Timberland. Hmm. But aside from that, I would say he's um Definitely influenced by in some, in some. I don't know if I want to say this. People may drag me. No, just I'm say it. Say it. No, just say, say it. it. No, I'm good. Say it. 
I'm good. I thought uh, this was a non a Say it. You said I don't care what everyone. people say. This is my opinion. Yeah, say it. Just say it. About journals, because no one can tell me shit. But just say it. Just say it. Just say Brent Fires. I'm what, interested what, to hear Okay, it. so what I will say about Brent Fires is I was surprised because I've been hating on this guy for a long time because I just genuinely don't find his music entertaining whatsoever. I tried to listen at my desk and I fell asleep. But on the way here, I was listening to his latest project and I still fall asleep, but... I can appreciate him a bit more just simply because I, I think my issue with him is he doesn't sing with chest. It's very but airy. He does. Pardon? But Khalid sings with We're chest. We're not doing that right. Uh, no, that's what I say, but so Khalid sings with chest. He's one of my listens. We'll talk about that when I say he's one of my listens. But I just want to ask the question, but does Khalid sing with chest? It depends what he's singing. No, he doesn't sing with chest. He he, it depends sing. what he's singing. He doesn't sing. But, what do you mean he doesn't, he doesn't sing? sing? I don't know what, I don't know what he does. But anyway... With Brent Fires, the thing that I've noticed, and we'll get back to your choices in music and stuff like that, but the thing I've noticed is he's very airy and it sounds like when he's singing, he's like standing across the room. And what, one of the things that I noticed on the last song of this album, he, um, he uses like chest voice a lot more. Like he sings from his chest, you can hear it. Why are you looking at me like I'm talking rubbish? Listen to the last song and you'll understand what I mean. I've heard, I've heard that, but I can name many songs where Brent is using his chest uh, okay i just didn't feel like it was using his chest but um there was another song called another time i think it's called i haven't done it to the project tonight. Uh, okay yeah but yeah. yeah yeah i really don't care to name the songs right now but song. i liked it though i did listen to it i did like it but but anyway you're listening shopping so, so interrupt. can i can i quickly say something oh before? my bad <laughs> yeah about i've been waiting for a while um so basically <laughs> with the um whole statement that you said um about lma it depends on what she's saying like about r&b is dead does she mean she said r&b isn't i never died or whatever does she mean commercially it never died or does she mean like under the surface because under the surface Chopé was completely right where he said R&B we've had continuously and still have brilliant R&B singers um, who are changing the changing the soundscapes and doing that from behind the scenes and even the ones who aren't are just still making good music literally and even yeah they're just living within even the ones who are influenced by 90s even the ones who are staying like like, it's all good but like even Charlie Wilson is out here 60 years old that guy will give you a great Urban AC album yeah but um, I would say commercially there was a period where it did die there was a period where it dipped and there was a period where hip hop usurped it and it's still finding its way which is why when you said the mainstream is pop is R&B considered pop not unapologetic proper R&B there's a certain type of R&B right now which is usurping and getting itself into the pop arena and stuff like that but not true unapologetic R&B consistently consistently at the main stage of the chart but it's not a commercial or if you do it's called pop music yeah but if you do it's got a white face or not if you do it's got a a lighter face we have our friend Bruno Mars it was pissing me off when that album came out which one 24 came carry magic when it was pissing me off when I was seeing all these journalists. He remade it, the jo- like. No, all no, 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 no. They're calling it a pop album, and I irritated. Oh that irritated no, me. that was not a pop album. And, and there was, and I'm so glad that Bruno came out and said, but it's not because <laughs> it fucking isn't. It's not. It's, it's fun, really it's not. R&B, That's what I like. You know, um, straight up and down. Calling on my love is you can't tell me you're not hearing boys to men. You're not hearing guy. Listen, you're not hearing Teddy Riley. Yeah. You're not hearing SWV. And he said it himself. Exactly. So like, I know people were mad at him for winning the R&B Grammys because he's not black but it's not yeah that whole cultural appropriation thing I don't really get with Bruno Mars to be honest but I think it's nuanced we we can discuss that it's not because Bruno has for years even before this album Bruno Mars is always I'll reserve my thoughts for when it's a main topic but anyway um okay well I'm still saying my point (laughs) (laughs) well you have asserted my points many times this week anyway go on go on but um 
Yeah, no. Bruno has has um <laughs> spoken at that at that at mouth numerous times. He's given respect. But anyway, that's LMA. So I like to rob him, check her out. Don't be expecting life changing um I don't know, some Erica Badu shit or salon shit because she's a twenty three year old girl just trying to pop. And I didn't mean that I didn't mean that shady way. Um but I'm sure in future she'll grow. Actually, I have one criticism with her. Wait, two minutes. One criticism I have of the album is, is that I just feel like LMA is suffering from the same issues that K. Michelle Monica have. Like, she just vocally stays in the same range and same pocket. She doesn't really expound or really extend herself vocally. And I don't think it's not because she can't, because she's shown she can. Mm. But I th- don't know if that just might lead to my other point about how we just don't want our singers to sing mm. because people have said that, oh, I can't sing along if you're doing all these histrionics and acrobatics. What? People, No, people have said that. That's the best part of the song, man. No, but, no, but if you go on some YouTube comments and even some, like, journalists, inverted commas, I can't remember what the artist was, <laughs> but someone was complaining that an artist was doing was basically doing too much. Well, Do you know what? And that is reflective of where the scene is right now in terms of the R&B. You don't want that's the R&B that's commercial. This is what I'm saying. Well, half these singers are just providing you a mood without any depth and lyrical yeah. context. It's like a Tumblr mood. You're all on Tumblr. You know, Scissor's done it. You know, she yeah. damn near lost her voice because of it. You know, half of these singers Did just... Did she lose uh, her voice? She or... almost lost... No, that's what I'm saying. By doing that that type of singing and not really actually... Yeah, trying to do this cursive... <laughs> acrobatics like gymnastics yeah. this half whimmed gymnastics and then her you know she had to get a vocal doctors how many people in to fix but her was damn it vocal actually cord? because of that or did something just happen no it's literally voice? the way she sings like I the way she sings is bad and she wasn't looking after her voice that's what the she article just, no, was she just saying uh, terrible okay. technique that's yeah, it's a terrible. T- the way she the way she actually approaches the mic is bad. Like no, but even when she's singing naturally, she has bad technique. Poor thing, poor her. Anyway, but um, listen, so yeah, yeah. Wait, that's wait. what I'm saying. I think no, I was just gonna say it's providing you with a mood, and it's like half of these singers aren't even. You, I get your criticism with Brent Vines and stuff. Like sometimes it's like he does fall victim to that, and mm. it's not just him. It's like a lot of artists do it, and it's unfortunate. Our singers I don't know. need to sing again. Like listeners, you know? like tell me, tell us what you think. Like that's pod, um, Twitter, and. Instagram, but for example, this is what it sounds like to me. So if I'm if I'm across the room like this right now, we're gonna listen back to this, and like the audience are gonna listen to this. This is what Brent Fire sounds like to me, and I don't know if my ears are just fucked. I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna take anything you say seriously about singers if you listen to Khalid. I'm a fan of Khalid. I'm sorry, I will just not accept anything. But what if you're not a fan of him for what he's like, how like the techniques and all of that? You're just a fan of it. Should I tell you why I like Khalid? No, no, no. What I'm saying is you can't. You can't say anything about singing away from the mic or why using chest voice if you if you um but why heralding Khalid? But I've never said that Khalid's a great singer. Okay. Should I tell you why? Because then he might critique. Yeah, you might critique his vocal style as well because like LMA, you do, you like her album, but you critique her yeah, vocal yeah. styles within the songs. But LMA sings. can sing though. No, no, no. You know she can sing. You know she. But can here's, sing. shall I tell you why I like Khalid? I like Khalid because he blurs gen- genres. So do I. That's I like. The same I like the I fact like him that as well. I don't like country music, but you can hear there's a country influence. I don't keep fuck with country music. Wait, like, okay. sometimes, sometimes, all right, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes. Country and R&B can meet in no. a nice place. Rascal Country, you know. Flats have bangers. Um, what's that That guy's Carrie like, Underwood has some no, old no, school no. songs. I'm just imagining Chris on a tractor. Chris Stapleton. <laughs> it's a country. Wait, I'm going to tell you this now. This is... 
Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Chris Stapleton is some white country singer from Memphis or whatever. He is amazing. Check, check out his album Traveler. That was one of my favorite albums. Blake of last Shelton year. got some hits too. Back Blake in the Shelton. Day. Blake Shelton's really. Um, I like. Okay, I like actually, country music, but it's just not my first option. It's not your maybe if I yeah. like find these artists, mm. it maybe. But R and B and country. The Dixie really Chicks have some nice. bangers too. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> the Dixie Chicks. Classic. Chick. They are legends though. They're, they're no, genre. I'm saying like. I, I, I fuck with country sometimes. And we one, should have a one, playlist time, one thing I gotta say is these country fans, yeah, they're loyal as fuck. They're loyal as fuck. <sighs> Carrie Underwood selling big numbers uh, 10 every, years on into her career. Onwards. Carrie is sick. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Country singers will buy their fucking coin, bruh. These rednecks. I'm doing state. Rednecks, sorry. Is that culturally. I, I don't. Whatever. I don't care. Anyway, that's. <laughs> so they that's, own the Patreon. So that's, I don't that's care. LMA. So secondly, um, <laughs> I've been listening to Kella's remix album. So she released Take Me Apart last year. So only the first anniversary, she released a remix album of um, <clears throat> house remixes, electronic remixes and R&B remixes. And um, it was okay um, <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> Sorry, the way you, it was okay. No, and dead, it I'm kind dead. of pains me to say this because I am a massive, <laughs> massive Kella fan. Like... Since um, cut for me, the cut for me mixtape in twenty thirteen. classic. Since she was the f- since she was part of the Fate of Mind Collective, like I'm a huge cut for me. That was the name of her first mixtape. Boy, okay, continue. What? Well, what's wrong? That just sounds a bit wild, no? Cut for me. Oh my god, it's not that deep. Then that's uh, not wild. Why are we me? going into this <laughs> anyway. like era of like politically sensitive stuff? Like that it was before wild. that. It was before that. Wait, why is that wild? She could have been cutting shapes, fam. Like, it could have been anything. <laughs> Sis could have been saying cut shape for me. Cut do you know what I mean? Cut the fucking onion for me. Like it's not Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so I'm a huge fan of hers, but and um it was, I think first and foremost, the album was just too long. It was 20 songs and it was, and 20 songs of remixes. And like, nah, I kind of just felt, and also I just feel like, um, it was kind of a bad mistake to have three remixes of a certain song on the same project. Oh no. So there's, she tra- so no. there's like, so there's a song on the original <laughs> album called Waiting. There's okay. three remixes of like Waiting song, on the album. And that being said, back to waiting. So Kate Chinada did a remix, yeah. and I love Kate Chinada off. That Kate Chinada's crack right now. He's, He's crack. amazing, but he did a, such a disappointing remix oh, of waiting. No. <laughs> but I'll say this: Mate. the first eleven songs I vibe with. I don't necessarily like fuck with them heavy, but I liked them. The other nine can go. It's like Little Wayne out here. First but um, songs. and the way I can't even really say what her songs are because the way she's tied to them are like weird. So like. It's basically one. It's called like rare underscore TMA underscore twenty eighteen. We don't need to be doing this (laughs) Tumblr thing. Like stop trying. So I don't understand what that was. So all I would say (laughs) is. You know what? I'm gonna get the track listing, but I'm just gonna say the numbers. It's how you set basically name tracks in the studio, but she's trying to force it even more. Like why? (sighs) The worst version was Zayn Malik when he did the. You know the Spongebob meme when they do like letters that are like uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. He did that for his whole album. Oh, did, oh, someone else recent, uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez did that. He's got a track list for his, um, his latest album coming out soon. He's done all capitals and cl- like, uh, nigga, stop. So I'm just, just getting, I'm just getting the track listing up right now. And I'm going to tell you the track numbers rather than the names. Of Save I people. Asked. I can't be asked. Agony. So but all I'm saying is with the first 11 songs are all you need. But I'm going to go for track one. <laughs> I'm going to pause. Track one. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> track three. <laughs> track six was a banger. And loved that remix. That was a remix of Take Me Apart, the title track. It has like an, it has a real nice jazzy blues vibe. So, and then um, track eight, which features Serpent with Feet. He's an incredible vocalist. So yeah. Oh, also the Let Me Know remix wasn't necessary. Um, with um, Princess Nokia, Jungle Pissing Cupcake. Princess Nokia just, Actually, I heard that song. You, you, sis, it's fine. But yeah, like so you needed. Um, it was no, it was an okay listen. The first eleven songs are all you need. Kalala, you're still one of my favorites. I love you forever, and you were amazing at the Roundhouse this year. And lastly, my throwback of the week, because I'm, um, you know, I definitely listened to Asha this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's no shade. I just didn't get around Ooh, to it. Child. So, Duran Bernard, you guys may be familiar yep, with him. Yeah, I know who he is. Heard he the name. is. Let us pray. He is, yes. He's one of the original YouTube singers. Yeah. Alcohol Harmony, Let Us Pray. You may know him back by Backup singer names. for Erica Badu. Yes. He sings backup for Erica Badu. I've seen him twice. And he's one of the dopest male vocalists ever. He's he's, he's insane. Yeah, he's up there. He's, he's a, baby. Um, what else did he release? Uh, he had quite a few. You know which remix he did really well? Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe? Yeah. Like, yeah. that was incredible for me. And he has, he did one of his covers, um, he did a cover of Beyonce Sorry, which he killed. Yeah. Did a cover of um, Maxwell's... Um, this Woman's Work. No, that... Oh, also, Pretty Wings. That's how, that, I found, that's how I found out about Max. But also Pretty Maxwell's Drown Deep. He did a song on Maxwell's Drown Deep. Oh, okay. Killed it. But anyway, so he released um, an album three years ago called Blame It On The Mango, self-released independent project. And I don't know how I came back to it, but I loved that album off when it first came out because I'm a huge fan of him. And this week, I've just pretty much listened to it pretty much every single day I've been listening to this album. And I just, I'm just like amazed at how... No, I was just gonna no finish what you're saying. Sorry, can't finish it. I was just gonna say, have you heard the Leanne Havas and um, Duran Bernard? Yes, yes. When they oh, yes. that was amazing. That yes. was amazing. That was that was how I got into Duran. That really, was the first thing I saw the, ah. them singing together, I was like, who's this guy singing like this? Ah, then, okay. um, yeah, no. So check out this video on YouTube, guys. Leanne Havas and Duran Bernard singing "Lost and Found" together, and like backstage he outdid her i'm not yeah. gonna lie he fully out I, I would it. be vexed if that was my song and you came and you embarrassed me on my own song no he i'm sorry that, that was my introduction to him oh, okay. that was like six years ago yeah but you know so we used to pro- project blame on the mango and i'm just amazed at how someone with such minimal resources could write and produce an album that is so it's just miles ahead of what is being given proper support and distribution like it's a solid incredible great album very well written i love the perspectives he sings from i like the way he the different metaphors he uses to describe you know generic things like love and sex and relationships and um yeah so check it out and my favorite songs on there are grown ass man um high and by yet and face so that is me for my listens this week. I've never done one so long before. But yeah, Nick Eden, it is now your turn. Can I, can I just say again, even if you don't like his music, follow his YouTube channel because he is actually very funny. There was, He's hilarious. There was a video where um, it's a sad occurrence where someone died but there was this, there was like this aunt or something that got really hysterical and she ran to the front and she just started screaming for like two minutes. It's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen on YouTube. It actually has me cracking up every single time I watch it. But yeah, Alcohol Harmony, definitely check him out. And follow him on Instagram too. His stories are hilarious. Yeah. Nick, so do you want to go next? 
You can go next. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to say. All right, mine's really short. So for me, 1975. So they're releasing a new project soon. I think it's the 26th of October. I might be wrong. Um, really looking forward to that. They've released two, well, I, th- I think about four singles at the moment. So the singles are, and they are really, really good. Um, Give Yourself a Try was their first single that they released. Really good song. Um, really slow for them, actually. Usually they quite, they're quite fast in their music. Um, Love It If We Made It is the track that they've released recently. And let me tell you, the lyrics to that song are incredible. And I'm so happy that I'm a fan of this group. Um, they've got a lyric that says... Um, uh, what's it? Taking heroin, having sex in the back of the car, um, selling melanin. Uh, what is it? While strangling the black man or something like that. And this is a white rock group. So I was really surprised when I heard that. Um, love their music. Two time, two time, two time. Great song. Great for parties. Really, really looking forward to this album. Unfortunately, their tour is sold out, which I'm really annoyed about. Um, check out their new single It's Not Loving in brackets if it's not with you which has a very 90s feel to it like Saved by the Bell era type music Um, if you don't know about that show you shouldn't be listening to this podcast Um, but yeah and it's better than certain shows on Disney Channel Um, like what? huh? like what? just certain shows like Lizzie McGuire Saved by the Bell was better than Lizzie McGuire Saved by the Bell is elite like I was not gonna just don't know why you looked at me because I'm not disagreeing wait who sent for you last time when I said that I was a Nickelodeon kid Disney came later but who sent for me when I said Zoe 101 was better than I didn't Lizzie McGuire it must have been me because that's incorrect yeah it was you Yeah. yikes Zoe 101 is amazing but Lizzie McGuire is yikes let's not do this although the movie was fire Yes. Yeah, the movie was fire. Um, oh, they did the duel them like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the song at the end. Dreams. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because I'll sound like Paolo or whatever his name is. But... Oh, yeah. When they took away the auto yeah. tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got no auto tune here yet, guys. Not so. yet, no. Um, so that's what I was listening to. 1975. Dope. Another album. Sun City by Khalid. I liked that. Uh, nothing really to say on that. I just thought the project was really good. Um, to, when I first listened to Khalid, so his first album, which was first album, what was it called? It doesn't matter, but his very first album, I wasn't a fan of him. Um, Location was an alright song and stuff like that, but not really that big on him, really. Um, but this was surprisingly good. And my last album, John Bellion. So let me tell you about John Bellion quickly. He writes for a lot of artists, um, collaborated with Stormzy, he's an American artist. Um, and he is amazing. He's one of the most creative artists, I would say, underground at the moment in the US. He's, he's, he's not really underground, but people don't appreciate him like they should, in my humble opinion. So if you take a listen to an album called The Human Condition, it has 14 songs on it. I know you're not going to like some songs on it because there's some songs in it I don't like. But get to the very last track because <laughs> with this album, what he's done is incredible. So the last track is a combination of all of the songs throughout the entire album. It's called The Hand of God. Um, he's quite religious. As he's quite a religious man. and But his music isn't like gospel or anything like that. But the very last song is a combina- combination of all of the songs that are on the album and it's beautiful. It's an amazing, amazing album. Um, shout outs for the songs that are on there he is the same 80s films um all time low which is about like depression and stuff like that really good um it's gonna sound weird but only the last minute of new york soul just because he's rapping some real real shit um he says something like let me give the kids just a little help 
tell the money is not the key to wealth because if it can numb the pain, how the fuck do you explain the bunch of millionaires that kill themselves or something like that? Um, and it just hit me at the time when I heard that. And Guillotine, um, there's a video of him on YouTube creating that um, acapella. So he uses a lot of beatboxing, a lot of um, natural sounds to create the song. And Hand of God, check out those songs. Amazing, amazing album. And that's me. Um, so musically this week, I have just been really random. Um, so similar to Eden, I'm trying as much as I can not to fall victim to things that I don't want to listen to when it comes out on New Music Friday, hence why I didn't play that Future and Juice World project because I really am distancing myself from certain members of the trap scene, not trap as a whole, just certain members of the trap scene um, and Future's one of them. I think he actually provides nothing for me right now. So it's absolutely fine. Juice World, I have kind of seen his rise organically as well. So it will be interesting to see what he does. I feel like he will take XXX's spot. Um, in terms of obviously he's dead so Juice World I think will um, usurp that audience and I think he's on the rise right now anyway um, especially for the new generation no Chopin looked up don't know what he did but I'm sure it was a shady look anyway um, guys before I get into my music suggestions what you need to do is you go on you need to go on to New York Times and you need to search Solange the polymathic cultural force and you need to read that because she's got another album coming and I'm fucking excited. Is that the title? No, but oh. it's just the article the about the article. her and I just love Solange in every aspect. Just love her. Anyway. Even her first album? Losing me is a banger, that's what I'm going to say. No, that's solo, not her first solo album. Star. Oh, okay. Mm. You've been fucking with her since Solo Star? The second album. So, so Angel? Yes, okay. the second album. Um, but yeah, I think where Solange is now is where she's, the, as the article summarises, where she's meant to be. So that was one of my favourite music pieces in general this week. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And as we anxiously anticipate this album, I hope it does get released soon. But um, yeah, I just can't wait for the new dope music. Anyway, back to artists. I'm kind of the one that tends to be more the underground people. So I'll stick with that. So Liana Banks is a New York singer songwriter who I've been following for the last two to three years. And I've wrote multiple pieces on her for Lost Culture. Um, she and I interviewed her this year, actually really good interview. She's wrote, written, wrote, what is it? Written. Written, sorry, for the likes of Fab, Fabulous, who's in hot water this week, but Fab, um, Justin Sky, Chris Brown, um, and multiple other people in the industry as well. And yeah, I just like her solo material. So she's got a project called Insubordinate, which was released two years ago. So I've been messing with that for um, the last week on commutes to work. She mixes a lot of like old soundscapes of funk, R&B, but then really modernizes it, which I really like about her and appreciate. She's a really good songwriter, in my opinion, and she has a way with words and how she twists things and um, makes it simple for the listener. But then if you look at them, it's more complex as well. I think she knows how to write a really good song. It's just about her management and the people around her right now. Um, and I know she's really on, like has an entrepreneurial spirit. So she's trying to think of ways to make her bread outside of just the conventional songs. So she's like taking time on projects. But back to this project, I'd say if you want to get into her, the songs to listen to are Truce, Stamina, Eat, Off, and the last track, No Feelings. 
that's where you can really see she's a good songwriter. And also you can listen to her song. Her latest single this year was released called Bad Manners and she funded a really good video for an independent artist. Like it was a really dope visual. So that is Liana Banks. Um, these people wanted to know who I stand for and I think I figured it out so I could tell them. So J. Cole is one of my favorite rappers of this time, of this era. Um, if you follow me, I'll tweet about him at least once a week. Um, and he... Sorry guys. I'm dying. <laughs> What was that? You listening to Wicked the music? Guys, I was What's finished. Up? What's that about? I'm finished. Anyway, um, let's get back to the Are you music. Right? Uh, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, um, so I went to Power Trip featuring Miguel, who's another one of my favorite artists um, of this time, my this generation. Um, I went to Power Trip, which was arguably, in my opinion, slept on. It was a hit, but it was still slept on in certain ways. I think it could have reached bigger heights than it did. Um, so that led me to obviously the album that was Born Sinner. So I love Born Sinner. It is the least cohesive J. Cole set, in my opinion, from his EPs and all of that. Um, Whoa. Cohesive in terms of that it flows from beginning to end and has a proper thematic story throughout. I feel like that's one of his best. It's his best. For me, it's one of his best albums, but I don't think it's a package like the way that Forest Hills Drive is in the way that his recent albums are. K.O.D. are. Wilson is better than Cold World. Yeah, yeah, I said most. I didn't say all. The sideline story. Oh, okay. The yeah. sidelines, yeah, it's, co- it's obviously better. That was made for radio, some of that. Anyway, um, it was, and he's CEO'd this multiple No, time. no, I'm just thinking about Born Sinner as an album. Yeah, but I it. love Born Sinner. I was listening to the track with him and Kendrick. I just love the way they flow and bounce off each other. Like, I really I just love wish that Kendrick song. did a verse. Yeah. Forbidden Fruit. Yeah. yeah. I wish he gave more to that song, but I really love that song. Um, I really love She Knows. Oh my God, I Ooh. love She Knows. Crooked like smile. That should have been a, a bigger single. Bigger single, She Knows. Um, that was beautiful in the visual. List. Let me get the track listing up for Born Sinner. The what visual. Like um, all of that. Crooked Smile had a really good sentimental message, which I think obviously is to love yourself and all of that. And TLC did a great job on that. Um, the members that are alive, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. I don't care, I did. <laughs> Might have sounded different if Left Eye was on it, you know? Anyway. Oh, that's, I, I thought Left Eye would have killed a verse. That's what I'm so. saying. It could have been, that's what I'm saying. It could have been better. Like, come on, guys. Stop picking apart everything I say to <laughs> Wait, sorry. I anyway, what... Let Nas Down gave, like, really reminded me of who J. Cole was in, inspired by in that. He really takes rap shit seriously. Like, the way rap's changed over the years... Um, for better or for worse, depending on who you are, I think J. Cole is one of those ones that had the principles. <gasps> Sparks from... will fly with Janet Aiko. I forgot about this song. That's only in the deluxe, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. But, but um, Nick, was, Nick was saying anyway. Anyway, yeah. It just reminds me of rappers with principles and like who really respect OGs and like the lineage of rap and what came from it and hip hop and production. Like J. Cole's, we all know, is someone who really like is protective over his work and doesn't let a lot of outsiders produce his stuff Mm. and um, play with soundscapes, which some people, some fans as well, critique him for. But I love it because I think it sounds like it's all him and you can tell that, or predominantly him, or you can tell that he 
from beginning to end was instrumental in the process of an album. And I love artists like that. Like those are the, one of my favorite artists who, that's why Miguel's another one of my favorite artists because from beginning to end, you know that they were in the room, approved stuff, didn't let other people make stuff for them. And I can just tell when someone's made a project or been instrumental in it and when someone hasn't. Mm. And that's why I love J. Cole. Kendrick is great in his own right as well. And he's instrumental in his projects, you can tell too. But I think he allows the palette to experiment more, which is great in terms of his flow and his development and who he is as an artist and who he's becoming and the commerciality of him. But I think I prefer J. Cole because um, out of the two of them, just because it's more of his message, his sentiment, his producers or him producing the tracks himself. I do think as he, we go into the fall off season, his next era, he will experiment with more sounds and you can tell he's jumping on different people's songs and embracing the trap era and stuff like that. But for the last four out three albums and EPs and stuff like that, you can tell that Cole has really been his own man and I will always appreciate that part of his discography so that's why I love Born Sinner and that's why I went back to it this week it's a very long album but I got through it all because it's him and mm. yeah he just was depressed through that time spoke to me in different ways and yeah that's my suggestions those two what's your favourite Joe Cole song? I can't I can't tell you that there's too many okay I can't, tell you that. I can't tell you one song um, I can tell you mine I want to say Blow Up I love that song my favorite J. Cole song is, uh, how can I forget the name? That's what Truly, oh wait, no, there's a song on Truly Yours no. too. Mm. Oh, that's a really good. Love Yours. Tip. Love Yours is my favorite. No, wait, J. I'm going to say this because people who haven't heard this EP, who I know is a lot of I people, need to fucking hear Which this EP song. Which EP is this? Truly yours. The Headbusser. I like Headbusser. I like it for the production. I like it for what he's saying. I think in a way Headbusser is kind of co like Cole if he was to make himself a commercial kind of song, mm -hmm. like Headbuster, if that that's as commercial as he can go in his own pocket, but then he still retains who he is. That kind of middle balance of still retaining who he is without going to that whole um, can't get enough, that kind of oh, side yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah we, we don't count that as a record in J. Cole. I feel like Shopee likes that song. Anyway. No, um, J. Cole's great, man. Yeah, He's I fuck dope. with J. Cole. I, fuck, I love that You guy, guys man. calling him boring. Fuck off. No, I understand why they... No, I get why they, I get why they say it, but still, fuck it. off. <laughs> From a stand perspective, fuck off. You know they can't see you. Next door, not middle fingers at the microphone. Fuck off, fuck off. Anyway, but yeah, J. Cole, man. Listen to that album again with older ears. I think J. Cole's one of the few artists where we all kind of agree I think he's one of the few artists that we all feel the same about we're all on the same page I would like to think I love Jacob you mean us three? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. one of the few artists you sure he did I'm I love J. Cole okay. I'm a massive cool. J. Cole fan cool. oh, yeah J. Cole's okay, my cool. guy like if, if anyone wants to say I was a stand of someone it would be J. Cole Kendrick. yeah that's me stand <laughs> shop it yeah. shop it don't try it like I went to his concert three same. days before an exam having not revised was yet. that the tour of Jenny Aiko? Yeah, and I oh, went to the toilet during Janae Aiko's performance. I did, anyway. Shopper, we're going to address this Drake I, thing on another I, show. I, I wish care. I was at that tour. I couldn't go. I went in Birmingham, though, because London was just moving mad. Like, the O2 people just, they moved I mad, couldn't so. go. It was too close to exams. I think I had, like, an exam 9 a.m. the next day. I couldn't Quiet. Go. I couldn't, so you're I, you're I not a real stand, is what you're saying? No, but I wanted to see him last year, though. So I'm oh, glad. okay. You know, now that you know, back in London, I graduated and I got a job. Yeah, so. Okay, look at you. I'm dying. Dusting off shoulders. <laughs> I I'm not judging. Him. He doesn't have to. You don't have to go. Your exams are more important. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, you know, I come went, on. I no one's judging. I went, I went to the Four Your Eyes Only tour, and it was that looked dope too. Amazing. Yeah, okay. I missed that, that tour. The stand in me like, was like, crying. 
That was amazing. Um, okay. It was a good album. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> what happened to In Your Opinion? I don't care about In Your Opinion. <laughs> You're the one who said I'm it. officially a stan wow, of what? J. Cole. Wow. No, but so am J. I. J. Cole Australia here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I follow the stan account. And I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. It's not that deep. Um, but yeah. Daily J. Cole over here. I actually do follow Daily J. Cole. Though. So do I. Yeah. Um, but let's talk music news. Nick. Oh yeah, right. Nick do we have to do this? Because we got a lot of fuckers to discuss. We got a lot today. to talk about. <laughs> Music news, guys. So, our friends at State of the Culture just can't stay out of our what chat. My friends? <laughs> I'm saying friends in a sarcastic way, Shopee. Let me just finish the point. Because I know you're going to diss her anyway. Anyway, um, so our friend, Remy Ma. Okay, are you dumb? Remy Ma, she came on the show this week to try and talk about the N word. Sorry, um, Eden is still laughing. Which, you know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, guys. I'm trying to be the professional one. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But obviously, any, laugh, continue to laugh. Yeah. Anyway, um, Rem tried to, you know, black love extraordinaire, you know, <laughs> she. The one who still has no album out. Okay. I'm done. I'm Let done. her have I'm her done. baby done. first. Anyway. Um, no, it's done for her. She's over. That's a different conversation. Anyway, um, Rem, Black Love Extraordinaire. She um, wanted to cape for non-black POCs and white people. Bill Cosby week. wasn't enough. Yeah, Bill Cosby wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. Alma wasn't enough. She just wanted to come for it all. So anyway, Black Love Extraordinaire. She's, we're speaking about the M word here. You know, nigga, 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 because I can say it. I can say it. Anyway. Um, you know, it's she, interesting you say that. Um, <clears throat> so actually, go, go and say what you're going to say about Remy Ma, because I'm going to jump in and say my opinion. Yeah, yeah, say your thing. Yeah. So she's like, this is on who can say the M word. So this is exact from the horse's mouth. We have more, what, sorry, we have way more important pressing issues to tackle. I don't want to, nor would I promote my people to attempt to own a word or try to stop certain people from using a word that has caused so much pain and oppression. A word that nobody should be using regardless of color, the color of their skin. So basically she's, to big add more context to this, she doesn't mind who says the M word. It just depends on context it's, and if she feels like they're using it offensively or not. Is that and what she said? That doesn't she sound like what she said. She, from did, what she you said just it. Read. She said no, not from what. I, this is what she just said. Uh, okay, but from because I watched the episode. From this, uh, I went okay. to watch the episode and I saw what she said, and that's basically what she said in context with this okay. as well. Um, so putting so that yeah. as, putting that aside, like the comments outside of what she said. Yeah. I personally do not see an issue with what was said from the quote that you just gave, mm-hmm. because for me personally, like I, I don't do it on pur- I don't do it to be noticed by it. Like it's not something that I try and avoid. But naturally, I just don't say that word. Mm-hmm. But that's mainly because of my own understandings of the where it comes from. Context. I don't necessarily agree with the whole um, trying to reclaim the word and stuff like that. I understand it shouldn't be made into a, a massive deal. Um, when said by us and stuff like that but equally at the same time I just feel like it's a word that doesn't feel right when I say it okay let's take that out just irrespective of what you just said 
Let's just, no, no, not even like that. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to get your opinion on something. So basically, yeah, you don't use it. Yeah, that's a personal choice. Yeah, just like even me, like I don't try to use it as much mm-hmm. anymore. Like over the years, she'll figure it's cider. But it's yeah, still no, it's still used. But I, if you heard me in year nine to now, there's a difference. Anyway, okay. um, okay, I'm glad you clarified that. You yeah, no, 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 I still I'm... use it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, not to the same extent as I use it when I was younger. But um, taking that away. You decide not to use it, but the black community, some people still use it. Not everyone, but some people. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think other people should have access to that? Basically, that was what they were discussing. No. Remy said they should because he doesn't mind what they when they say it. No, but I mean, in okay, so if we're going by what you said... No, 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 no. This is a, just a part of a larger conversation. Yeah, but I know- the larger conversation, by the sounds of it, sounds like she's saying there's more pressing matters than the N-word, which is true. But she said before that, I don't mind who says it. It just depends on what it, what the meaning is. Like, so in a Hispanic, a white person, I don't no. mind other people so using it around me. I, it I, just depends on what it... Okay, so I completely disagree with that. I don't want to hear it from anyone's lips, okay. personally. Um, but the thing that I do agree with is there are way more pressing matters than the N-word. I feel like... Which I agree with too. There's, we, we, we focus on little things. And for me, they feel like distractions, like all of these things when it comes to identity politics, when it comes to words that we use and stuff like that. That shouldn't be our main focus. It should be trying to better our community mm-hmm. and do more by each other. Yeah. But it, it seems like at the moment, the main strife is cancel culture. Like someone does something to affect... Uh, us like black people we feel like the main focus right now should be let's cancel them rather than let's promote someone who's doing the same thing that they're doing so that they can get the bag instead of just focusing on cancelling someone else I feel like the energy is misdirected completely Um, and when it comes to using the n-word for me personally I just don't want to hear it around me and if I do like you guys know of a situation where I heard it that's why you're looking at me right now and Boy. Anyway, <laughs> um, shopping might have just blown the bag. Anyway, 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 we yeah. just won't promote this week's episode, guys. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> continue. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, non-black people don't say it around me because there will be issues. Black people, feel free to say it around me, but just don't expect me to say it. And if you ask why, I'm going to say it because I don't think it's a word that we should be using. That's just me personally. Yeah. In terms of the, what she's saying, though, there are more important things to worry about. I'd agree with you that there's more important things to worry about, but she needs to relax on allowing other people to say the words. That's my thing, because I don't know what you're trying to say here, Remy, like about other people can use the word. This is how people, which we'll get into later, get into the get into our culture, have access to things that are specifically ours. Six nine. Um, six nine, little pump. Fat Joe. Fat Joe, which it hurts me to say because he has some bangers, he does. But I swear Fat Joe is like a quarter black, apparently, supposedly. Is he? That's why I've always... Is that like how Kalani is apparently black? Kalani is half black. I've seen her dad. Okay. Well, I haven't seen anything from Fat Joe, so don't know about that. That whole thread on Kalani. Ancestry and me, please. The fact she has a whole song. Ancestry and me. She loves saying that she word. She loves saying she it. She loves yeah. these yeah. Nick, 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 Like, she loves it. She's just very fair. I also was concerned about Kanye mm. making a song. But Even Cardi B gets some flag. Is she really like... Yeah. She really... I don't know what Cardi B is, but yeah. I, I know Kalani 
Post a picture of her dad, not like early this year. Like, oh, so you okay? Now, to be fair, I did hear about that. Yeah, to be okay. fair, so your dad's black. So if her cool. biological father's black, which he is, it's fine. She's just very fair. You know, it's just she's just, that, yeah, yeah. That happens. It happens to my gran. It's cool. Like I have, but, a, um, I have a friend who's very very fair. Yeah, my gran's mm. considered mixed race. Some people, anyway. Um, literally, I think when it comes to Remy, I get there's more pressing. There are, especially in America, there is, and actually here as well, there are more pressing matters to worry about. There's people dying. You know, there's people dying. Um, and, but I think there is a, there's a, there is a room to check Remy in certain aspects. Like, I don't feel like, I just think some Americans are very wayward in who can say the N word and who can't Mm. like, no. And especially in England, in a British context, when political black, all this, no, like you cannot say the N words. We're too old. You can't say the N word. You can't. So it's our decision. No, even that decision, even in your point that we shouldn't say it. Yeah. That's our decision though. It's an in-house discussion. Oh yeah, That's what I mean. So even in that context of you saying black people, that's for us, Hmm. you know, you don't, Pierce Morgan, I want to hear it. Hmm. You don't, it's, it's our discussion yeah, black yeah. black black blackity black that's who it's for so remy saying you know fat joe can have a speak about who it is xxx about who could nah that ain't what mm. it's about there are more pressing issues and i completely get her there are criminal justice issues people dying women black women misogynal there's okay, so many but don't issues. create more issues then don't create that, there, don't we create more issues. there we go there we go shopping hitting the nail on the head but <laughs> yes got, there are other issues and, and that, the thing is she's this isn't someone saying it in a barbecue discussion like a off rip she's on oh, one of the sure, biggest yeah. hip-hop platforms right now so her endorses some of these there's context there's mm. context you know what i mean yeah, yeah. rem it's fine and, just, it's fine. and say, you can have your opinion it's fine but your opinion is wrong in my opinion okay that's what it is. I have a quick tidbit and we can move on to the next topic. Well, uh, yeah, after you, I want to yeah, say yeah, that quickly. Yeah, um, So I'm just going to reiterate it. Yes, there are much more pressing and urgent issues that need to be um, tackled. Jan, what? you're moving the mic so I can hear uh, it. Um, <clears throat> but once again, don't create more issues. And I'm sorry, but this is like what the third week in a row now where you've just said some off the wall shit. You're just saying a bunch of things which are quite socially irresponsible and quite damaging once again to the people that your show is catered to mm. and directed towards. Can I jump in real quick? Is Can it? I jump in real quick? Can I jump in real quick? Real quick, because I know you're going to say something, but just really quickly. I like that she's saying some of these stuff though, because in the black community, these are some big thoughts that are still to be unpacked. Mm. So I love that she, the first week I was pissed off. This is why I'm not talking. The first week I was pissed off, but a lot of people think about her, the the, um, Bill Cosby thing, how she thinks about it in the black community and even general community on rape anyway. Mm. So I like that these are coming up so we can talk about them. I like, I like it. I like it so people can just be reminded that it's still something in our community that's still going on some of these pressing thoughts and stuff like that and i think even the grapevine tv the u.s season that just came out the bill cosby some of the same thoughts Mm. were coming out that remy was saying or in the same vein so i like that she's positioned like this i think initially i was like she's the wrong choice for this show and maybe going forward we need to really think about who but you know this is what it is about the era we're in now it's too safe it's Mm, too pc mm, let's mm. unpack these issues and really debate them in real life Mm. as we're doing right now and online as well 
So I, basically what you're saying is you need plurality of perspective. Yeah, we do, because there are some black conservatives. There are some black right wing. This is the same thing that Benjamin Seth and I think you put in our group chat just recently. We need these thoughts to come to the surface. We mm. need them. Why can't a black person be not a monolith? Why can't they have different thoughts? It just depends if they're actually problematic no, in terms of that of they represent not. a certain facet. So I think Remy, no, she is, her thoughts are problematic. No, so a lot is, of black people have those thoughts. What I'm saying still. is that black people definitely are not monolithic. I hate using that phrase. It's so yeah. used and so overall. But yes, black people are not monolithic. Yeah, it we is all, such a we come in many different shapes, sizes, mindsets, political ideologies. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I just want to However, say, watch a skit by Key and Peele about um, black Republicans. Can you send them, send it into group chat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, once again, um, it's one thing to have different opinions that are different to many black people, but once again, these are things that are just damaging regardless. You can't be um, um, heralding a convicted rapist. The thing is, though, I get you, and I think it's right. This is why I'm saying we review it after, but I'm so glad it accidentally or however it happened, it happened that we got someone like Remy on because we would have never known. You know what I mean? Because she does... But she, she does no, make us laugh generally and before this show yeah there might have been a one two being about Nikki and all this kind of stuff but we would have never known how deep these things are and I think she is our old uncle at the barbecue she is our you know what do you know what I mean these and this are, is what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it's cool plurality of, expe- plurality of perspective mm. is amazing it's essential but mm. we need someone who's coming from a place who's not sounding too I don't well, coming from someone who isn't ignorant it just sounds yeah ignorant. it just sounds like someone who hasn't really um considered all the facts mm. who hasn't considered context or but his, some history yeah. it's just like oh this I, is what mm. it is i'd but just anyway, say some people would say back chat is like that just but who comes to back chat for um actually not but who comes to say of the culture for some people might see as a joke but, and joe is a joke anyway but go that, on. that's why i asked well who said it i think i think shopper said it no no you said it where you said that the show is aimed at a certain demographic and that's why I, I said I oh, that was me. oh that was you so I was like is it really is state of the culture really for black people I don't feel it is I feel like it's for hip hop enthusiasts which, which are predominantly black people no because if you look at the if you look at the statistics now hip hop is one of the most listened to genres at the moment if we look at who are the majority of the population are but then doesn't Joe say people. sometimes on his podcast and well not state of the culture is yet but on his podcast that like he says explicit stuff about race, which makes him kind of like, I don't fuck with white people who do this, I don't fuck with people. Do you know what I mean? So but that's why it's kind of like culture. a cultural thing. Like I, I get I get what Shop is saying, but then what shocked me as well as insecure and their viewership is actually sixty two percent of white people. Oh, but so they're on HBO. Aimed for, no, that's what I'm saying, but shows that we'd expect or black Twitter would expect that are for black people actually have a bigger white but who's state wait, of the culture on? Wait, no, hold on. It's let, on revolt. Wait, let me just ask a question. Who, and they have a TV show. Who, show. who do you know that's black that has a HBO subscription? I don't, Americans do. We, um, Ameri- no, HBO is different. Like it's not, You didn't have that over here. Yeah, HBO is big in, in black America. People, I see people saying HBO about watching it, I'm Insecure. But They've I've, got a HBO um, subscription. Okay, maybe it's just because I... Make I, your everyone, point. Make I, your point everyone I know who, who watches Insecure, I've all watches it online. But we can't watch it here legally. Because it's not on any channel. No, and if it is, it's backdated. But that percentage is including... I'm, I'm guessing it's including globally, right? What? The 62% The insecure is globally, yeah. No, it's it US America. context. Oh, okay. Because no, it you includes didn't say HBO that. Okay. subscriptions. But I think state of the culture, I think it can be wider because... But I, I get what Shopee is saying. Yeah. But 
I do think white people watch the show as well. Okay. I just want to ask two quick questions and then we'll move on to the next yeah, topic. On. The first question is, so in music, is it different when people say the N word? Because the issue that I had was, yeah, let me, uh, let, let me know. <laughs> let me, let me not do this. Woo. Shut up. So Shop is trying to be singing right now. The same guy that said he would. <laughs> so all right I, 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 can't, I can't even ask this question all right next topic next topic. all right so a popular song comes out and it has the m-word in it and yeah. you're with some some of your non-black non-black POCs. friends yeah. and then they sing the lyric from across the room are you correcting them and saying actually you can't say that or are we just going to accept the fact that because they it's in the lyrics though, but do they respect you though because they should like let's be okay in a British context, mm. in a London context, because that's all I know, because yeah. I was raised in that city. Yeah, I'm going to make this last point, then that's it. Um, I would say that a non-black POC, if they're in that scene and know that song, mm. they should also know, and having a black friend, they should know to respect you. Mm. And these conversations aren't new. Yeah, yeah, They are historical from the beginning, the eons of hip hop, the beginning, mm. the rev run days of hip hop, all right? The ancient days of hip hop right mm. now, 50 years ago, mm. roughly. They should know to respect you as your black friend. I'm not going to say pat, you know, that word. I'm not going to say that because I respect my Asian friends mm. who I have. I would Although never say different. that word against them. It is different you because they don't include still. it in songs and yeah, it's not but culturally. But like still, yeah. it's that word, the context. We do history classes. We all know about slavery, right? Mm. Most of us have watched, well, actually not most of us, but a large proportion, over 50%, I'd say in this London, have watched Roots as a part of history lessons of or black something. People. Of black of No, because I, I watched Roots in school, so in no, history You're lesson. saying 50%, 50% of what? Oh, population. no, population. London, people I my agree age, have what, in history class, because yeah. most, I've I watched heard, it in I, school. I didn't watch it in school. Oh. I watched it in school. Well, no, the context of the M word being used in slavery, mm. to, most people know that. I don't, okay. The M word being used in slavery. Most <clears throat> people know that that's a word. Yeah, they know they, what the N word is. Culture. They know what the M word is. It's in the dictionary. What well, it was, but it's not in relation to. St- okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but nig- nigger right, is nigger right, is nigger. Okay. All right. We're going on. All right. I know what you're going. I know what you're going to say. Anyway, moving forward because of time, guys. Let's move on to the next topic, which is the UK. Our friend Wiley. So why basically guys, Wiley has called Skepta and Dizzy Rascal Pagans in a rant on Instagram stories. If you didn't see it, I hope you have. If not, it's on Grime Daily. So go through your videos. Um, I tell people to work with you. You tell people to fuck Wiley, fuck Grime, I'm a pop star, fuck all them, man. You and Skepta, I know you, Dizzy and Skepta that is. I hope you're happily ever after, bruv. That's part of the rant. Um, neither of you lot can talk to me. I'm not talking to you. That's it. It's done. You made your bed. Now you can go and lie in it. You pagans. It's gold you've got to me in that video. Dizzy, you're a pussy, y'all. You need to stop talking because you ain't been on no smoke for 18 years, mm. bruv. He has stuck from a few beefs, to be fair. You've been in hiding for 18 years. I'm sick of you. Who says this? Uh, this is all Wiley um, yeah. I don't know if they've responded as yet it hasn't oh, I don't think they responded because they're trying to get their money and stay in their brand partnership do you know what made me laugh about that whole video yeah anyway thoughts guys what made me laugh about that whole video was Wiley realised that all of his friends have become pop stars now the part when he was in the car and he was like what what's going on 
he, I think he's he's like, he's like, he to realize that all of his friends now are pop stars. They've leveled up. Just realized? They've leveled up. How have you just realized? Now, obviously, that? behind the scenes, there's still stuff that go. No, I feel on. like it's when you like when you're beefing, yeah. and you recount the beef. That's yeah. when you're going, you're deep, and you're like, raw. Like yeah. this is what these people have but done. When he was saying like, to Jammer, like Jammer, go to was it Dizzy? He said like go to Dizzy's house and like fuck him up. Basically, it's like yeah. what is going on with yeah. the scene and stuff. Yeah, it's like you realize now that. The people can't the do the, they can't do the same things that they used to be able to do before because they, they are yeah. held to a certain level now you can't the daily mail will catch you yeah, yeah exactly moving different you know <laughs> it's not the same it's not just sbtv anymore mm. Ooh. no i don't mean that in a shady way i mean like when you reach a certain no, I'm, no i'm thinking of it i'm like oh like i remember the videos from sbtv and now i, thought, I think you thought i was being shady i thought oh. you were sorry. no i wasn't i mean i meant like no no no. i get it like i get your point he from was the saying online that to... if certain artists do something it's gonna be picked up by national media. i mean look who's in jail now isn't huss or about to do jail type like so you know? is um what's his name uh the other guy from boy but no you know that i thought huss was a real lesson um, you know if you mm. move different solo you know, 45 the world will show you you know if you if you get to that level the police are right behind you trust yeah. me but yeah what do you guys think about this do you think i just thought it was funny yeah it was really funny it was that's funny. really yeah it was really, but nothing really funny. but i just love when these artists come on instagram or snapchat and rant <laughs> I, my favorite was gigs a few weeks ago it cracked me chip up. was funny over summer or something or just after summer these people are just they're mad. just they're just comedians in my eyes it's hilarious to me i think in uk lineage respect wiley um whatever he's going through if something was stolen because i do think it's a music thing and like behind but wiley the scenes was a issues. pop star for a bit he was but i just think i hope he's you know still getting his change and still respect he's still always respected because he comes up in all the conversations but um and forever will be yeah i just think I, what i will say is that in this game this new game one liner real quick um talent doesn't necessarily equal commercial success and I will, i'll has. leave you i'll leave you to interpret that as what it is but i will just say the brother's better that's it it never is the brother's better from yonkers, that's what i will from say yonkers, the brother is better okay and that's it anyways okay, okay, so that was this is my favorite of the three just saying that mm. was wiley yeah, Boy in, the, Boy in the Corner classic album. So go watch that rank, guys. If you need a laugh, what, if you need a break from work, oh, saying, yeah, no, it right. is. It's fire, bro. <laughs> like, come on, come <laughs> on. But um, if you need a laugh at work or wherever you are, you know, go yeah. and play it, please. <laughs> the platforms have it. Show Dave. Um, I just want to say, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> please say the one liner for me what that one we liner? heard this week. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna do that on the beat as well. Hey. 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 <laughs> Please, One like. Oh, Shaku on the beat. As we're in the UK. Ah, oh, that I Shaku on the beat. Just go um, Google that, tweet that. Yeah. I just had to bring it back, guys. Go play that. Anyway, let's go. We're moving on to more pressing matters, which I don't want to talk about. These niggas keep making me say this guy's name. But he's called Sunken Place West. Oh, okay. For now, but we'll go into his arena. But first, we'll talk about the actual person who is in control of good music right now, or allegedly supposedly supported. He's just a placeholder. Yeah, he's a placeholder. He's like what a president is to the United States, essentially, because a sitting duck. Because um, this guy, I love him, Pusha. You know, love his music over time and stuff. But he, you know, obviously Drake, we spoke about last week on, um, with LeBron James, etc. Um, 
There was a response. Cultural influencer right now, Joe Budden. He did what he needed to Joe Budden's really to out get here. the bag. Shout out to Joe Budden. A piece about him is coming out soon um, by me. But um, yeah, Joe Budden's podcast. Trending. Pusha T, top trend. Tiana Taylor even got a trend. Um, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. But we'll go to the first part, which was the beef between Drake and Pusha. So 40 has been telling tales on OVO. So according <laughs> to Pusha T, this is all alleged because we don't know Drake. Don't sue me, you know, if you ever get this audio, whatever. But um, allegedly 40 was, you know, pillow talking. <laughs> pillow talk is the death of everyone. Anyway, yeah, pillow talking. Some people are triggered right now. Some people are. Winter Wonderland season cancelled for some of you niggas. Forever. Anyway. um, Yeah, 40 been pillow talking, which was apparently instrumental to this beef. Wait, so did this girl tell Pusha directly? Because I I was kind of confused. Yeah, it it. was a bit messy. Like, the thing is... The way he explained it wasn't... One thing Drake is cool at is PR management and Pusha should have frame that story in a PR because I got the details but it was very muddled in places yeah um, yeah, basically Pillow talking to a girl the girl apparently whispers to whoever in Drake's camp um, not in Drake's camp in Kanye's camp and it fuels the beef somehow but 40 was yeah leaking Drake's shit essentially Um, and apparently more stuff happened in the interview as well like the fact that I don't even know how to unpack this because it's just so long. But um He uncovered his um the reasons why he he was coming for Drake and the rules. Yeah, it was because got. Drake came at Kanye or something. Um like if you come for the team, I'm gonna come for yeah, one of you. Nick. It was just it was a lot of the main thing is that 40 was rabbiting to other people outside of OVO and that fueled the beef. I did like the one-liners and the rules of rap and stuff. Pusha did say that there were no rules to rap in his opinion throughout the interview. What do you guys think on the whole ongoing... F- I'm not even going to call it a feud because it's so soft right now on Drake's side. Like, I, don't honestly, call I it, honestly don't but... really care. Like, I guess it was interesting. It was kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Wasn't expecting that. Pusha dropped a hard-ass diss. Like, we cannot I can't, Like, that. I guess it was a plot twist. It was, you know, as funny as interesting, but I kind of just... I kind of felt there were more interesting parts of the conversation because I listened to the mm-hmm. whole episode. I think there were just more interesting nuggets like, that no. came out of that episode than the 40 thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But what happens now? Mm-hmm. Drake's is, Drake is done. He also said Drake isn't a writer. Like, um, So there was a whole part about, is Drake a writer, isn't he? And Pusha was like, so if you write hooks, are you a writer then? Or you write an R&B yeah, melodies. You write, so if you write melodies and hooks, are you a writer? And or, Yeah, Pusha was throwing a lot of subs, you know, um... Yeah, so that part just wanted to add in Eden. Your thoughts? I was, I was, I was oh, sorry, to, sorry. I just want to talk about um, Tiana Taylor's. Oh, we are. We're just That's all I care about. To get to Eden, and then we'll we'll swing all the way around. Cause I've got some thoughts. <laughs> Tiana Taylor. I've got anyway, some go many things to say. Go on. So I think that Pusha T is a genius for the way that he's handled this whole beef. I feel like he's always been one step ahead of Drake, and he's always been able to come back and. Do Drake better than Drake does Drake. Because Drake, the way he operates is in a very pop star manner. And I think Pusha T knows that. So what he tries to do is he tries to bring him out 
into the hip-hop world like the proper gritty underground battle rap type thing you know what i think's happening and this is going to sound really that. weird i feel like pusha t has watched the dark knight movie with um the joker in it i'm crying the reason i say this he does seem like a bit of a joker right now. yeah because he seems like the joker to what Drake would have been Batman. Batman, yeah. The reason I say that is because in the movie, this is going to be some comic book shit just for a second. So in the movie, <laughs> the Joker's main aim is to push Batman to kill. Yeah. That's the only way he's going to beat Batman. Sorry, that's the only way that Batman's going to beat the Joker. Mm -hmm. And I think Pusha T knows that there's a line that Drake can't cross. So that disc that Drake was talking about if it was even recorded. No, I think it was, but I just think he can't release it because he has to be seen as this safe rap guy. He can't be the nitty, like gritty, like I rapper. I get you, but Drake, Drake's dumb because he's in a power position. He just released a song. Well, the visuals just got released for Travis and him yesterday. He's no one talking about the podcast no more. Mm. Like, you know, I'm except for us and like other people in hip hop and stuff. But I think that with Drake, you you're scared to release a disc because you will get critiqued and pulled apart about it. You are not- Are you talking about if Drake released it? Yeah, Drake well, lyrically- I don't think he can. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm even saying from a perspective of lyrical and analysis. Yeah. Drake, we know you're not the best of lyricists. Like you're not in the lyrical space and game. You're I, not. I wouldn't even say that. 5am in Toronto, was. A, it had a few good disses in it. And um, just in general, Drake does know how to get people hyped in a diss he does but hip-hop critiques will still chase him and still say he's not a like he, he doesn't he knows not to come for kendrick but that's the, the thing same, it's the same thing but, he know lyrically he just knows but that's the thing though hip-hop reviewers and stuff like that aren't the people that will they're not going to make a difference to what drake releases but i thought this is still the reason why he ain't come for kendrick because kendrick has subbed before i think kendrick drake has, has some sort of and so has drake subbed him but not they he, no one will Actually, Kendrick has actually explicitly not said his name, but explicitly said some disses. Drake will never come toe to toe with Kendrick. Like, oh Drake yeah, no, 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 never, 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 never. They'll never, never do it. Like, no. and I think, but that is I think part, he's kind of scared of Pusha. No, but no, I don't think that's it. I think part of the reason is because Drake knows he can't go past a certain line and return. He knows that he's a pop star. He knows that his music caters to a, a certain demographic because he has to be making the sales from somewhere. He's transcended. But do you really think if he went really gutter, he would lose? I don't think he would. When's the last gutter song you heard from Drake? But Drake, no, it's not about what he's released. It's about his position right now. Drake yep. is in a unique position that no one has What's touched. That? The position of where you can do, like, you, anything, the, anything's crack to everyone. No, nah, Drake and, can't release, a, like, a gunman song. He can't release a drill track. And he, yeah, he can. And he will still get number one. He can release a drill track and still feature on someone's drill track and push it up. Drake can, yeah, he can. I don't, I don't feel, he okay, can. that's me personally. But. I'm just, Drake is in a position where everything he releases is crack. People eat it up, it will get the sales. Even if it's one week at number one and then it drops to number 50 or whatever, he still can grab number ones in weeks. Songs that have just And it'll go released. viral on social media What's that for song? a short time. The Latin American song, last week released, it's up. It's already up on my, it's already top 10 in the UK this week, already top 10. But that's him jumping on trends because he's a pop star. No, but that's what I'm saying. Any John, like Drake can jump anything. He can do anything. He can go gutter at this point, in my opinion. But when I mean gutter, well, I mean- is, This is what I'm saying Like hip hop gutter, he can this do- is no, what no. I'm say, This is what I'm saying though. This is the point I want to make. I agree with Nick's point that he can go gutter, but I think that Drake um, 
has an insecurity. I think he's insecure about his standing within the hip hop. He ain't community. a bad man. He ain't, he's he's getting a bad man. He ain't, he ain't <laughs> so by that. all by all um measures he's definitely obviously you know a top tier rapper a top tier pop star but he knows deep down that he is not in the position it's even someone like Kanye or Jay-Z who are like top tier rappers even Kanye they're they're still more intimately connected to the roots of what hip-hop is Drake does not have that same facts um I would say lineage, but that same kind of status or positioning. Yeah. And I think he's... He knows um, that. I feel, like, I feel like he feels like he's insufficient enough to come, yeah. to come at Pusher in the manner that Jay and Nas come at each other, or even mm-hmm. Remy and Nicky come at mm-hmm. each other. Because even if it's funny, it has some punchlines. Yeah, even Nicky's got more claim to the streets. Of course. Than, like, this is what it is. Drake ate in the streets. You can't sit at the poker table. Mm. You ain't part of the poker table, nigga. You can't get sit in the barbershop. The they will sun him. Get mm. the fuck out and get us some drinks. That's yeah. Drake's role. Yeah. Even Oof. when it was young money, get the fuck out Oof. of here, little Wayne. Get little Wayne a drink. Like, you aren't, you're a nerd. You, you, ain't, you ain't rap. You're just the. I don't even want to say this because it's bad. I'm not going to say it. But you're the guy. You're the. You're just the rich, pristine guy that just flew into rap. Mm. That's what you are. That is your role. You're the sitcom kid. Like there's half these people that actually earned their stripes in the streets before they became a rapper. Even if even Rick Ross, who's got a fake story to the game, of course, he's still cool in the sense of culturally. Like he's still, you know, still got an ear. You know, still in these clubs out here. Drake can't move how Rick Ross moves. Drake can't move how little. What do you mean? Like in terms of like. Sitting at the table, the poker table. Rick Cross can still be at that poker table, still playing dominoes, still with all the old people because Drake can be at any table he wants to be at. No, but he won't. He's not. There certain... won't, but the thing is, they won't have the same conversations as they would have without him there. Do you get what I mean? Like, and the certain respect will be like, Correctional yeah, officer Rick Cross. Rick Ross I don't know what it is with Rick Ross I don't know how he's done it maybe it's the chicken shots maybe I don't know what it is but somehow even though his story is fake he's still around that strip like I don't know what it is because Drake is still around strippers so it makes no sense but like Rick Ross even though he was a former policeman Mm. all that kind of ties correctional officer Correctional officer. I I don't know. Even that. I get what you're saying. Do, do you, I, I no, I get, what, I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's but Rick Ross aura. has a street cred. Cred. In yeah, a way. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's it. Street cred. And that's what I was saying. Drake has no street credibility. Fact. But in terms of the podcast, because I think that's what the main topic was, <laughs> I think it was a really interesting interview. As Chope said, it was. When we first started the conversation, I feel like Pusher doesn't really know what's going on in good music. I feel like his role is just a title. It's not really a, a job. It's not really a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there was talk about Tiana's campaign and he just, just had- Just designer. Yeah, designer. He had no clue about any of the releases, marketing um, the marketing plans or anything like that. You could tell in- The like, pauses. Like, yeah, he was quite when hesitant. about marketing, it was silence for at least yeah. 10 seconds. It's like he was looking for a definition on Google. What's yeah. marketing? So basically, as Eden was saying, go on. No, no, you were going to say something. No, go on, finish it. Oh, um, so I was just going to say that I feel like the real- leader of good music is still Kanye I still of feel course. I still feel like Kanye decides on everything when it comes to marketing he said it, when it comes to yeah he said, yeah. He said Kanye micromanages everything yeah I, I said that Kanye micromanages everything to the point where Pusher is just there as decoration mm. like the seven albums seven five 
Five, five five albums the five album five, release okay. thing was kanye's idea production he, he even said P- Pusha t even said that kanye got rid of his producers uh, um, just so he could produce the whole album by himself yep. if you were the real person oh, that yeah, was in charge yeah. of good music Pusha didn't want seven songs yeah, yeah he exactly didn't. no one can't tiana didn't want seven songs but these aren't like presidential things uh, unless you want to go by the u.s definition of a president Pusha's another artist nick said roster. He's what? Pushes another artist on the roster. Yep, that's really that's it. He he's just made to look important. Yeah. Um, but that's really I think, he, I, think maybe, I think he's only, I would say this, I think he's only given the role of president because he's been in the industry longer. Mm. And he's almost like, 50. How old is he? He's like 41, 42. Yeah, 40, yeah he's 40. That's the only reason why. Isn't he older than Kanye? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the only reason why he's been given the title just because of the fact that obviously he has a legacy as part of the clips the Star Trek era with Pharrell Khalees Chad Hugo and Kanye doesn't want to be held to account that's what it is Kanye doesn't want to be held to account but he still is anyway I know but it didn't work he thought it would but it it doesn't and then Pusha just didn't know what to do when explaining because Joe Budden was like many of us he was rooting for Tiana to see he was rooting for her and Pusha could just not explain what went wrong he clearly isn't in these in terms of with, in terms of the rollout, the actual final product, what happened with the sampling issues, what what were the songs that Tiana was previewing compared to what actually came out, yeah. why wasn't there... Do you know where Tiana was like, oh, we're going to release more songs? Yeah. But did, Pusha could not explain anything. And it just became so a mess. It was a apparent mess. And I think that he is literally just a placeholder. A placeholder. president. Um, literally, I think with Kanye, he micromanages but he doesn't know what he's doing so he still does need actually Mm. a president because even though he does run everything he doesn't run anything because the albums were released late so Kanye had to make last minute calls album pictures were fucking changed a day later or whatever Kanye's own album releasing the streaming platform was shoddy Kanye just drew this it's the album shut the fuck up Kim anyway Mm. um, Nas' album being released late streaming platforms that's what I'm saying all albums were basically most of them were released except pushes yeah Daytona was the most solid clean cut album and even then there was no promo but yeah anyway I think with Kanye he's a micromanager but he hasn't even got his I hate even referencing Kanye because I don't listen to him anymore but like his own mental state is not intact how can you manage other people when yourself and your kids aren't even managed at this point well, like what the hell like now. even if Chris fucking Jenner becomes the president if she she would do a better job like come <laughs> the fuck on even the music is sounding lackluster in places you can't clear samples you can't do this for Tiana like what it the really fuck is going on good music isn't a label it's a dysfunctional mess it and is. Tiana mm-hmm. stop holding on to the name you can sell on name alone you just fucking Tiana sold out the tours Tiana after, sell name alone. no sell tours she sold okay, the good. tour exactly intimate you. tours on her own without Kanye's name Jeremiah was a mess that was a mess of a tour she still scrappled the mess within days yeah. and eight was able to salvage that she it's has a, mess. a team it's she a has mess. her own team because I watched her show she has her own team fucking leave that label you'll get another major to sign you even if it's Warner Brothers or some shit you will get another label hmm. listen fuck Kanye's name because it doesn't mean a lot no more it doesn't Whoa. mean it a lot does. no. okay Let's does it mean a lot to ourselves does it mean a lot to ourselves? Because you didn't sell a lot either. No, but if there was a better role, I could have been. Marketing plans and all a of that. A Kanye produced album Kanye's is important name though. alone doesn't mean a lot to other artists in terms of running to their album. Even Pusha's album didn't sell that many. But Pusha's never been a strong seller. No, but that's what I'm saying. Kanye's name alone, even Kanye's own album didn't sell enough records. Kanye's, old Kanye's still sold We're, we're going to run out of time so very shortly. Let's just keep the, up, the, in the my point short. Opinion, I think, Tiana, get out of there and build your legacy of outside of that. Build it's your too late for her though. Build, I don't think it is, but build your name for outside Tiana Taylor. of this. I don't think it is. She's still she's, got attention She's been putting out music out for a good 10 years. But it's all been messy all of the time. And then 
when, oh, and when eventually is they gonna st- when eventually he's gonna clean out? No, but that's Wait. what I'm saying. Let's see how. To all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's roll out a good single and all of that. Let's move on to the next topic, Nick. I think it was the last one that we have for today. It's still in fucking Kanye's universe, but he went to Uganda. Don't even want to talk about that yet anymore. But yes, Jules went with. No, you have to give context. He went to Uganda to record and do a political PR stunt, basically. And apparently, like, this guy he met is, like, um, like a Ugandan Trump or something. Like, yeah, you know, he is. He's been in power for, like, decades. Like, so he met him, they signed Yeezys, all of that. Kanye just chatting more shit about his, what he thinks and all of this. And, yeah, that's that. But, yes, Jules was there, too, who is a problematic influencer. Didn't know who she was until a few years ago. She said the N-word twice last year on Snapchat. Thought she was cancelled, but apparently not, because the creative scene still fuck with her. So, um, here's, a, here's the question, then. She's white, just for context. So, she said the N-word, but she this goes back to our earlier conversation. So, she said the N-word, and she's gone back to Africa, to, to Uganda, to give money to schools and invest in certain locations. Is that Remy Ma's point? That we should focus on the no, bigger things? Let's not, or... let's not interpret what she said because that was basically... No, but we can't. It's an interpretation. But she didn't... She said there were more pressing issues so that makes no... Like, she didn't say if you prove yourself wrong, you can say the N-word because that's the kind of way it seems like you're going. No, no, but she said that the... I'm not saying it verbatim, but what she basically said is the N-word, there's there's bigger things there's to bigger focus on. And one of the issues is obviously the home of black people, so Africa... Mm-hmm is in danger right now. So if we're, what should the focus be? Should we focus on the good things that people are doing? Or should we focus on things like the N-word and stuff like that? The distractions. That's that's what I got from the quote. You know, yes, Jules represents a bigger conversation about- Culture vultures. Culture vultures and people in the industry. Horrible people. You know, and can't, let's let's not act like flying with Kanye means that you're for black people. We don't actually know if she gave money to schools out there. She just took a picture with black kids, as far as I know. Also, respectfully, if you're- They visited schools, which is great. But if you're white and you listen to this podcast and you go to Africa on like a missionary type thing, please do not put it on Instagram because I or anywhere on social media. put it media, on Instagram and Twitter. Don't do the whole selfie with black kids in the background. That's what she did. That's exactly I know, I know. That, that's exactly why I'm saying it. I just feel like it's too, it's overdone now and there's no need for it. I'm tired of seeing it every time I go on the timeline. There's this white girl worse. from Oxford or wherever and she's taking a selfie just to show all of her friends that, oh, I'm this amazing person who does these amazing things and helps all these people. Yeah. But then she comes back to the UK and still shuffles next to Jamal on the train. So... And just, also, I is think, she British? No, no, she's not. I'm, I'm saying like any oh. white people that go oh. to Africa and do that. They I just, just come want to back put and credit on the black journalist follow the racism to the light. This Yeshtal's thing, which is Evi Anna from OK Player, the senior editor, which is great. She just said um, she quote tweeted her tweet, and then Evi, um, what's her name, Yeshtal's proceeded to not listen to her and said told her to shut the fuck up and all this kind of stuff and like ignored all the critiques to her Mm. if you are a part of hip-hop culture or if you aspire to be a part of hip-hop culture similar thing to Iggy happened when um, an old school rapper schooled her as well she just denied that was Talib Kweli right yeah it was a Q-tip there was no, it was Q-tip, it was Q-tip, it was Q-tip. My well. guy, Q-tip. There was, more, there was loads of people actually that did it old school, but yeah, those two were Because he explained them. to her something. He did the Q-tip went, Q-tip went off for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. So Iggy Azalea and I yeah. lived. Hmm. So yes, lived. Jules, basically, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like these people in the culture trying to document the culture who are not black, um, I just think 
there's a line. It mm. reminds, like, yes, Jules reminds me of noisy documentaries, you know, <laughs> they die. Oh I got God. a list, I made notes, so. But the head, I made but the notes. editor of Noisy is a black woman. Really? That's great. That's great. Not all black people are for the, you know, they're not all for I did not you know. know that. Anyway, um, Zach. Wow. Zach Goldbaum from Noisy made these, docu- <laughs> well, not made these, but was a host on these documentaries. And it's just all, this whole narrative. The Yes Jules trip, part of the trip, the picture, the Zacks, the other people involved in the culture. I think there's a difference between being in the culture, being white and genuinely appreciating it. Shout out to Eminem. Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac, yeah, Mac Miller. Yeah, RIP, sad times. Um, all of that. But I just think there's a difference with that and deliberately just infiltrating the culture and not listening to black journalists and black people in the scene who school you. And just having a dialogue and you shut down everyone that kind of critiques you. So I think the noisy docs... Sam Smith. I used to love... Yeah, Sam Smith. I used to love the noisy docs, but then I just... The, in Chirac, he went to Chicago, called it Chirac, and um, went into these communities and stuff and just basically... There was a critique from a sh- person from Chicago about, did you give any money back to the communities you're actually exploiting and using for your documentary purposes? And it made him actually give money. So in that essence, you're learning from you know, what people in the community are actually telling you or the community. It's like me going to... Bulgaria. Yeah, Bulgaria or... <laughs> no, let's say the Middle East. It's like me going to Palestine, documenting these people and then not helping them in some way, which mm. happens in academic spaces quite a lot, actually. Um, yes, it sure does. The hierarchy of that. So my problem isn't white people being in hip-hop and I know a lot of people might take that away from this. It's not that. It's when people deliberately exploit and ignore the black people that are trying to have a dialogue with you Mm. about your motives and if they're questionable. Just 12 months ago, you said the N-word on Snapchat for fun. Okay. And then when you were critiqued about it, you tried to do, woe is me crying. Yep. Which white women are known for, Mm. you know? So it's like, what's your your motives? Okay. So that... (laughs) Shopping's just looking at me. Well, we've got two minutes left, so do you, do you want to give your quick thought just quickly? I have to say I don't really care. <laughs> okay. All right. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So that was the show for today, guys. No, I care about everything Nick just said, but I just don't care about kind of being in Uganda. Actually. Oh, no. What do you yeah. think about white people in the culture? Like, what do you think about that? <sighs> All I'm saying- I don't want it to be a solo conversation. I'm going to just be like... very simple. All I'm saying is be respectful know your history, know what you're getting into and be cognizant of the fact that there will be some pushback and you have to be open to the fact that you're going to have to be critiqued and you have to open the open to the fact that you're going to have to kind of, not necessarily... Um, yes, necessarily. Prove yourself is what you're going to yeah. say. Yes, necessarily. You mm. do have to do that. Just like if I was in an Arab space, I'd have to prove myself or like an Asian space. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Shout out to Carly Hustle who does it right. And show legitimacy. But yeah, guys, that's the episode for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening if you have any comments leave it on Dat's pod Twitter and Instagram Um, we have a playlist coming out very shortly we're just refining it at the moment and just thinking is there anything else to add oh rate us on iTunes uh, SoundCloud just follow us on there let us know any music opinions you have whatsoever we're happy to listen to any recommendations no matter what the genre Um, tell us what you're excited about what albums you're excited about but that is don't let the stands for today just a quick announcement for squat studios sorry i just remembered we're still offline for the moment we're still working on developing a few things um just to make it more perfect for you guys to use so i can start listening to your podcast or your songs or whatever you feel like releasing soon but yeah 
Sorry, quick breath, wet someone's waiting to use the studio. Thanks for listening to Don't Alert the Stands, guys. And until next time, bye.